Hey everyone, Taylor here with the Bonfire Briefing Podcast, and before we hop into this next episode, I just wanted to say a couple of things up front. Uh, Firstly, I know that the uploading schedule has been inconsistent as hell. Um, Yeah, there just hasn't really been, especially these past two episodes in particular, um, you know, I I, I moved to Nashville, it's been real chaotic, you know, that that week leading up to it and, and, you know, the time that I've spent uh, here since and I know that you know as someone who also listens to a fair amount of podcasts uh, that it can be a little irritating you know when you don't see uh, an episode regularly when it's supposed to to happen so um, after this episode comes out which I know is crazy late um, I'm gonna try to get on a more normal uploading schedule and I think I think that's going to start with this next episode which will be the you know this upcoming uh, Tuesday so a little less than a week from today um, yeah I think I think that's I think I'll be able to stick to that uh, I think I'm gonna start uploading every Tuesday too I don't really know why Tuesday has just become the easiest day for me to upload episodes you know minus these you know, this episode and the most previous one, but, um, I don't really know why, but Tuesday's just become a little bit better of a day to upload for me, so, um, I think I am going to, you know, I've been doing it for a while, I guess, but, you know, officially say on here that I'm going to start uploading regularly every Tuesday. Um, I also wanted to say that I do, I do have some guests, uh, that I have, in the works that I'm hoping to get on. If not the the episode after this one, then definitely uh, the the next two episodes after that. One of them I've I've mentioned him before. I am going to reach out to him here soon to get him on. Tommy Brown the third. He's been on the show twice. He's now running for uh, mayor in Salem, Indiana. So going to have him back on the show for a third time. Tommy Brown the third on the show for the third time. Love that guy. Um, definitely look him up and follow him if you're not already also there is a presidential candidate uh that i'm talking to and uh i'm I'm definitely going to have on the show within the next couple of weeks so uh you'll have to wait and see who that's going to be but uh some very exciting stuff for the the podcast moving forward you know i'm ready to kind of get back um into how things were last year you know it's been a lot of episodes with with Alex and I recently and we're still going to do those episodes and everything like that but uh you know I I realize I haven't had a guest other than him on in quite some time and uh I would kind of like to get back to doing that more regularly so you know I I think with TB3 and uh the presidential candidate I'm talking to maybe some more MMA fighters uh, I've been thinking about getting some different kinds of uh academics and um, just real experts in different you know different specific fields uh, that I've been learning a lot about recently so uh, you know if you love the episodes with with Alex that we've been doing these past couple of months tremendous we're still going to keep doing them Uh, but if you're also you know sitting there like you know gosh I wish you would have on uh, you know a different guest every now and then just, (laughs) just just hold on we will 
Um, one last thing before we hop into this episode. I said last episode that this was going to be an episode with uh, live reactions to UFC 290, which happened this past weekend. Volkanovski, Rodriguez, Moreno, Pantoja. And, you know, we a after every fight, we recorded our live reactions, and that was going to be this episode. Um, I do have some of those recordings. I, I am missing the last two of the night, so the two title fights. Uh, I don't know if I forgot to save them, if I accidentally deleted them, or what happened, but I just, I cannot find them whatsoever. Um, yeah, you know, it sucks, because we were, you know, we, we were drinking, having a good time, uh, and I, I thought we, you know, we had some fun stuff to say there at the end of what was a great card, but uh, I just, I cannot find the, the recordings for the two title fights, so I, I have the reactions for uh, the, the last fight of the prelims, so Robbie Lawler, Nico Price, all the way through uh, Robert Whitaker and Dreykus Duplessis. So uh, I'm going to stop talking here in a minute, and you're going to hear back-to-back -back our live reactions to um, all of those, those fights, except for the two championship ones, and then I'm going to come back on here. and Because uh, the, the recordings that we made are not very long, so after you listen to them, I'm going to hop back on here give maybe some broader thoughts about UFC 290, what's next for a couple of people, um, and just really talk about that great card. UFC 290 was a lot of fun. It was the first uh, UFC pay-per-view I watched uh, in Nashville with Alex uh, sitting together. It's been a while since we've done that for some fights, so um, it was a lot of fun, and it was a great card to watch. So here are our live fight-by-fight -fight reactions from this Saturday for UFC 290. All right. All right, here we are uh, doing our live reactions, fight by fight, like we said we would. If you haven't checked out the episode that we uploaded, I don't know, four and a half, four hours ago, uh, whenever we uploaded it, it's up now is the point. Go check that out. We made predictions, talked about UFC 290. We just watched Robbie Lawler knock out Nico Price in the first round uh, and, and retire. It was his last fight. They showed a little highlight video, and he took care of Nico Price quickly. You know, this was a this is a very nice way for a guy like Robbie Lawler to to end his career. Shit, yeah, he's just a crazy motherfucker. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, you don't always get to go out on top, but you know, that's a fucking you can't really beat going out like that. Fucking, I we we're just I was just fucking thinking. Right before he fucking knocked him out. Like, you know, the dude's just gonna go down. He's just fucking, like... I wouldn't say he's starstruck, but, like, the moment's too big. Like, Robbie Lawler has to win, you know? And uh, the dude just really wasn't fucking ready for any of it. I mean, it kind of sucks for Robbie Lawler. I'm sure he wanted to want go for fucking, you know, a couple rounds. But... I mean, I don't know. It's probably better than just getting beat up before your last fight, so... Yeah... He won't have to go through any long like recovery period. He'll he'll be fine. He can go do whatever the fuck he's gonna do, other than cage fight for a living. I wonder uh, what he does next. I don't know, man. I I bet he do, he he trains currently at the gym that he's at. He trains other fighters already, so I could definitely imagine him transitioning into a like a coach type role. I wouldn't be surprised to see him in some corners. Yeah, coming up here. Who fights in his point. gym then? <clears throat> 
you know off your head off, off I don't the know. Top. I cannot remember what Jimmy fights at. I ah. fucking he's fought at a couple, so I just I don't know who he's with now. Shit. We might have that information for the next fucking segment of this. Uh yeah, no, we're gonna fucking we're actually gonna find it out right now as I say more good things about Robbie Lawler. Um his fight with Roy McDonald is one of the best fights ever. It it really is great. If I was gonna recommend anybody to watch a fight, I would have them watch that fight. Um <clears throat> so uh Robbie Lawler is currently at Sanford MMA. Or no, well yes, but they're known as Killcliff now, I guess. Oh, that's some kind of energy. Uh yeah. And they're based in Florida. Henry Hooft uh, coaches there. He's a really famous uh, kick, kickboxer. He's a, like a lot of really big MMA fighters and kickboxers have trained with him. He's very legit. And Greg Jones is uh, another one there. He's, he's a like all-time great NCAA wrestler. So <clears throat> a lot of high-level talent there at uh, Killcliffe FC now as they are called. Some notable fighters that have trained there. I don't know if all these are like... They, well, no, it's obviously not. These are not people who train here right now, not all of them anyway. But some people that have trained here. Robbie Lawler, obviously. Kamaru Usman. Michael Chandler. Luke Rockhold. Vitor Belfort. Rashad Evans. Gilbert Burns. Derek Brunson. Michael Johnson. Shavkat Rachmanov. Rafael Fazeev. Real dangerous, uh, dangerous gym, it sounds like. Uh, the late Anthony Johnson fought at this gym, trained here. So, I don't know, man. It'll be very cool to see Robbie Lawler kind of join that, uh, you know, that group of guys there at Killcliffe FC. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm pretty ecstatic about it, man. I like that he got his win. I like that he got to go out on a high note. <clears throat> it was very nice. He put on a good performance. Uh, Nico Price is not a bad fighter, but you know, you just you got to root for Robbie Lawler on his you know during his last fight. <clears throat> They're doing a little bit of uh, you know desk stuff now. They got Michael Bisping and Dominic Cruz up on the desk talking about some fights. Looks like the main card is going to start in about five minutes, so uh, we're about to flip that over. Maybe get in a match of FIFA on the way. And uh, the first fight uh, that's happening after this one is Bo Nickel and Val Woodburn. Let's go, Val. <clears throat> You're rooting for Val now. We went, we On the podcast earlier, we said Bo Nickel. Yeah, I fucking want Val to win, though. He's in my parlay. <laughs> and I fucking think he's you know big-time underdog. Let's fucking go. I'm still rooting for Bull Nickel. Bull Nickel. Bo Nickel. Bull Nickel, Bull yeah. Bull Nickel, Fuck whoever Nickel. that is. Uh, yeah, no, I'm still rooting for him. I think he is going to win. He is a minus 1,500 favorite right now. Val Woodburn is a plus 900 underdog. I think Bo Nickel is going to smoke him. He's just going to take him down and wrestle him and fuck his life up. Uh, but you will hear from us after... That fight there, and we will give our reaction to that one too. So stay tuned right after this. We got Bo Nickel. Yeah, I guess. And uh, who's the other guy's name? Val Woodburn. Val Woodburn. Val Woodburn. Dub. All right.
let's see. So we, we, <laughs> uh, we just got done watching Bo Nickel. Yeah, we just recorded, you know, like maybe maybe ten minutes ago, and that's including all the commercials and everything else because uh, Bo Nickel finished <laughs> finished that motherfucker fast, dude. Fast, man, knocked him out too. The fucking the overhand, the the short left overhand was beautiful, and then the the uppercut that he landed to really knock him down was just. It was real nice, man. I mean, I, I feel like everyone was expecting Bo Nickel to go in there. That's a Sean Malley highlight we're watching. Uh, I expected everyone, uh, you know, would have thought that Bo Nickel would go in there, wrestle, and, you know, submit him or something. But, no, he got the job done on the feet. And like, that's nice. Not just fucking barely either. Like, fucking very convincingly. Like, he has a great fucking striking game. Yeah, 38 seconds that knockout was. So... You know, I, I don't know. I, I you know, I thought it would be a little bit different of a fight, but Bo Nickel was not playing any fucking games out there. He he got the job done, looked real good doing it. Uh you asked me earlier before the fight started, I think, that it, you know, would Bo Nickel be in the top fifteen after that win? I think the answer is no, but I think after his next fight, or maybe the fight after that. No, his next fight should put him in the top fifteen. They're gonna have to put him against somebody who's but you know, I, I, I mean, feel I like he, um, I think he's ready for top fifteen competition. I think he is too, but I I feel like maybe a lot of those guys wouldn't want to fight him because his style is so wrestling heavy. Uh, they should fight him though, obviously. Um, no, he just he looked great out there, man. Uh, he's not just a wrestler. He has hands. He has fucking heavy hands too. Yeah, fast heavy hands. Just fucking. Also, also a fucking. Seems like a good guy, you know. Fucking mentioned his family. And congratulations to Bo Nickel, gonna be a father. Fucking, Very nice. You know. Just just yeah, no. Seems like a good family man. Just mentioned all some good shit. Usually people act like degenerates after well, not everybody. Half the people act like degenerates after a fight, which is fair. I would also act like a degenerate. Yeah. yeah. But you know, Bo Nickel is it behaves like he's fucking, you know, ready for the fucking Ready to be that guy, which I mean, anybody who watches knows he already is, you know, pretty fucking big. But like, he's ready to be a household name. Yeah, no, he's legit. They were just playing some of his highlights here. We're, you know, we're we're watching the pay per view live, fight by fight. Not really live, but like while it's happening, it'll come out Sunday. So, um, no, just a fun fight. And now, I mean, we're at uh, Jalen Turner and Dan Hooker. We got like three fights left. Do we have four fights four left? Four fights left. Jesus. We're just rolling <laughs> so, through this shit. Yeah, we got Jalen Turner and Dan Hooker, which is great. I am kind of regretting uh, saying that I think Dan Hooker would win. I really don't know. I think it's a big, big toss-up. But then after that, I mean, it's Whitaker, Duplessis, Moreno, Pantoja, and Volkanovski and Rodriguez. It's crazy we have a fucking Moreno and a Volkanovski fight tonight. Those would be like things I was looking forward to for like a month. Yeah. But they're on the same fucking night. Crazy. Yeah, and they're going to happen here in uh, like an hour, hour and a half. Unless these fights go as fast <laughs> as the other ones and they fucking just had to start them early. I don't know. Did they even do that? Who knows? Uh, maybe. I mean, if they if these other ones ended real quick. I don't know, man. I think we broke a record today. That was the fourth fight finishing under like 20 seconds in a fucking card ever. 40. 40. 40, 40 seconds, seconds. Okay. yeah. 
It tied. I think it. It either set or tied a modern UFC record. I uh, don't remember which one. But yeah, no. I'm also fucking done with a. Uh, uh, what do we do? Jim Beam, Jim and Apple, Bean, Apple, and fucking and Coke, Coca Cola. Yeah, I'm polishing off one of these. Uh, we're one fight into the main card, which is a really nice time to have a fun buzz going. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we've got video games on one of these TVs in here got playing it. a little bit of FIFA uh, you know it's international fight week so we you know we gotta celebrate by playing some FIFA we did we were we should celebrate by playing some UFC but that fucking got very old very fast we did play dropping. some UFC yeah got my shit beat <laughs> but whatever fucking yeah, yeah. No. so FIFA uh, time yeah it's FIFA time we're going to play a little bit of FIFA. We're going to watch this Dan Hooker-Jalen Turner fight. And we're going to be uh, getting back with you guys right after that fight. You are going to get a great fucking show this coming Sunday. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good one. So if you're listening, stick with us. This episode is only going to get better and better. And you should be watching UFC 290 on whatever platform you can get it on. <laughs> There's uh, a lot out there. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I, you know. If you want to pay for it, you can go to ESPN and do so. If there, you want to. There is an option to pay for it. Yes, you can do that if you want to. Um, yeah, enjoy. To do whatever you got to do. And enjoy. We will be back after this next fight here. Hooker, Turner, let's go. Look at these. All right, we're back. Uh, Dan Hooker just beat Jalen Turner. We're looking at the, uh, the people in the crowd right now. That's fucking Glover Teixeira back there. And that's Zhang Wei Li. Ray Mysterio. They spelled his name wrong. Isn't it R E Y? Almost Good certain. Baby. Almost certain. Um, Charles Oliveira. Let's Charles go. Du Bronx Oliveira. The champ. They said Big Dick Bronx. Big Dick Jamal Murray was just on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jamal Murray was on. Um No, we uh also I don't know, you know. Oh, Donald Trump's in the house. We oh, meant to mention that yes. fucking three recordings ago. Yeah, Donald Trump is in the house. Uh, Bo Nickel went over and said hello to him, which was interesting. It was nice. Uh, Donald uh, Trump is in the house. He t- is. Uh, fucking Taylor is not a fucking cat guy, but there's one laying next to him right now, and that's I can tell it's making him uncomfortable. But he's coming around, you know. I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, we're we're recording right now. There is a cat between us, which is why, you know. Uh, audio might be a little different this time, but there is a cat between us. Um, I do pet him. I do have mild cat allergies. Uh... <laughs> Dan Hooker, though. Dan Hooker got it done. He yeah. fucked up my parlay. One of my two I had going, but you know. I'm three for right. three. I'm three for three. I said while we were watching the fight, I said Dan Hooker was going to take it in a split decision. I said Dan Hooker on the previous podcast, which you should watch. Below the surface, 35 or 6. You also said in the last fucking time we recorded one of these, which would be about four minutes ago for everyone else, that you regretted your Dan Hooker call. Yeah, well, I didn't take it back, did I? No. I (laughs) stuck by it. No. I stuck by it. I didn't recall it. I didn't put it on Twitter like I said I was going to do, but there is record of it. I am 3 of 3 in these final six fights. Uh, Dan Hooker is the man. He's fought a higher level of competition than Jalen Turner. And uh, split decision. I thought it was a good fight. Very close fight. I think Jalen Turner can definitely hang. He just kind of got... 
he just kind of got rocked in the second round and just never really recovered all the way. But he stuck in there, fucking stuck it out. Yeah, no, you uh, you have to take experience into account. Dan Hook is a guy that's been around the block. He's fought a lot of the best guys in the division, and you're not going to get him out of there real easy. And I feel like Jalen Turner learned that. I feel like a lot of casual fans remembered it or either learned it for the first time because Dan Hooker is the man. He's got an impressive resume. They are showing a promo right now for Poirier and Gaethje for the BMF title. Uh, that's nice. When's that going to be? I think July 29th. We'll probably see it here at the end of this <coughs> promo. Um, let's see. Let's see what they have it at. Good God, that's going to be fucking violence. Who else? Oh, that's that's Blahovich and Pereira. Damn, on that same card. Yeah, that's nice. Damn. Two former <laughs> champs going at it, 205. <coughs> Gaethje Poirier, yeah, no, that's all nice. That's all good stuff. That is, yeah, July 29th, that's a great pay-per-view. We're going to have to do some shit like this. Yeah. You know, really, uh, really celebrate it. Um, not that we haven't celebrated this one. I've had plenty of beers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Remember, eight's in the hand. Plus a fucking uh, Jim Beam Apple down the hatch. Jim Beam Apple. Um, no, it's good. And I'll have a few more before the co-main event and the main event. And Robert Whitaker Duplessis, which is next. We have three fights left. Three fights? Bangers. You got fucking three beers left to drink out of the 12-pack? A beer fight? No. Wait. Four, I think. Nine, oh, 10, 11, yeah. I can't do math. And there's also, there's still Jim Beam and Coke in there, which is nice. Uh, Yeah, so we are, we're going to dive into a little bit of that. We have three massive fights coming up. Like I said, uh, Robert Whitaker, Dreykus Duplessis is up next. Then we have the two title fights. It's going to be great. And we got some uh, FIFA to play in between. We are going to be playing some FIFA in between. I'm beating you right now, right? Three to two? Bitch, we are, I already quit that game. Oh, right. <laughs> it's fucking it's zero, zero. We started okay, we started a new one. Uh, yeah, no, so we're going to hop into some FIFA, and I'm going to win that. And we're going to rejoin you guys after the Whitaker-Duplessis fight. We're, we're rooting Whitaker, right? I, I got Duplessis. I think he's got you more. You got Duplessis. He's got more on the line. He's That's fucking... insane. This guy has Duplessis. We're going to tune back in whenever his fucking parlay continues to follow. The African fighter. Right. We're going to tune back in after his parlay falls apart. Uh, yeah, we'll see you then. <laughs> All right, so we're back. We just watched the greatest African fighter that is currently in mixed martial arts. Dreykus Duplessis finishes Robert Whitaker and knocks him out. TKOs him? I don't remember exactly. Yeah, ah, yeah, TKOs um, him. Yeah, no. The only guy not named Israel Adesanya in the past nine years to defeat Robert Whitaker is Dreykus Duplessis. First fight of the night I've predicted wrong. Um, he's legit. You know, you can hate him all you want. He looks like Ben Affleck. He looks a little bit like Ben Affleck. I don't think he looks a lot like him, but I will roll you, with it. If you had to pick an actor to act for him, it'd be Ben Affleck. Yeah. It looks similar anyways. Yeah. Um, it was a good fight. I mean... I, you know, I wouldn't even really say that Whitaker looked bad. He 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 did less, and he you know, he didn't really put that pressure on like he kind of does. And uh, Adesanya 
Duplessis. So, Duplessis gets his fucking, gets his belt that he fucking deserves. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I agree with that. I think, I, I, I think Izzy's better than he is. I'm probably still going to go with Izzy. I think he'll uh, retain his belt and, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. That's all early. Duplessis has, you know, he's exceeded expectation in the UFC, so I wouldn't really be surprised to see him put on a great performance against the champion. Shit. Yeah, watch him fucking win. He's just fucking... Ah, I didn't give him a lot of credit. I think he looks kind of fucking like a... He just kind of looks goofy. He looks too clean cut to be a fighter, you know? Like I said, he looks like he should be selling insurance or a real estate agent or something. But, man, he can fucking throw down. So, yeah. you gotta respect no. it. <laughs> Shit, hold on. Our FIFA game has unpaused. Okay, we're good. All right. Okay, yeah, no, we are safe. We have been playing some FIFA. I am up 2-0. Manchester City versus... Uh, that's me. Manchester City versus Bayern Munich. Uh, Bayern Munich ain't shit. Uh, so now we've got two title fights coming up. Big time title fights. You're on beer 10. You better finish this before the next one starts so you can finish the beers as the fights end. I'm going to break into a little bit of that Jim Beam. Uh, God damn. <laughs> yeah. No, so, you've got to finish the beers first. Oh, that's it. light work. That'll be over soon. Unless Moreno comes out here and just dog walks Pantoja. Which might happen. Nah, I don't know if it, he's not. I don't know. Pantoja's <laughs> beat him twice, man. He's beat him twice, but I think... A lot I of think... people beat him a long time ago. He wasn't the same fighter he was when he left the UFC and came back. Yeah, I don't think he's... Um... He's not the fighter he was, so I think it's unfair to compare them. Um, you know, does it affect Moreno or Pantoja? I bet it does. I bet it gives Pantoja confidence. He's beaten him twice. And I bet Moreno does think about it a, a, a little bit in the back of his mind, but... Uh, I'm going with Moreno, man. I think he's a completely different fighter than he was back when he fought Pantoja five years ago in Chile. Um, yeah, you've a good spelt in that fact right there. They just popped up on the screen. I'm good. <laughs> I, this is a podcast. They don't know. Uh, they're listening to it tomorrow, man. What do you... You got to... Come on. Uh, come on, man. What do you mean? <laughs> just give it to me. Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm trying to put on a show here. You're falling out my cheap tricks. <laughs> Hitting that fucking Delta 8 farm bill fucking bullshit. <coughs> These goddamn Chinese chemicals. Yeah. Speaking of goddamn Chinese chemicals. Duplessis paid his respects to our fucking true president, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if we've mentioned it before. But Donald Trump is in the crowd. Everybody who's winning is paying respect to him. and As they should. It's and Dana White's right next to him, as you would expect. Longtime friends. Um, it is cool to see the president come to a UFC event. I don't think it's really. You don't even look. You don't even have to like Trump, but if you like, if you you know you like MMA fights, you like UFC fights. Trump shows up to the fights. It is cool to see him interact with the fighters. It just is. 
You know, it's it's like a president showing up to a football game or a basketball game. Or, which all those people booed him, which is kind of shitty yeah. to do when he was president. But UFC, but, you know, <laughs> those people love him, you know. Do they love him. They love him like nobody else. And, you know, I mean, that's it's, it's just cool. It's cool to have uh, the former president, Donald Trump, in town, watch the fights. He's been here since the Bo Nickel fight, at least, right? He came in uh, at the beginning of the main card. Yeah. So Bo Nickel. Yeah, so Bo Nickel. Yeah, no. He, uh, yeah, he showed up, and everyone who's met with him has loved him. Theo Vaughn is in the crowd. Who are some other people we saw? Theo Vaughn was a great one. Fucking Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. He's always at these fucking things. Adesanya, you know, got in the octagon and... Acting like a fucking Yeah, you know, with Duplessis. Um, oh, oh, oh. Just fucking ruined the interview, post-fight interview, you know? Like, just fucking... Just trying to steal the moment, you know? He's just a goofy bitch. I don't. I never liked him, so... Yeah. Fuck it. I hope he loses. hope he loses bad. Yeah, so we've... Uh, no, I think... Uh, are you talking about Adesanya? Or? Yeah. Yeah. I hope he fucking loses. To Duplessis? <coughs> yeah. Fucking... All right. All right. We'll, we'll fucking... We'll be back. <coughs> fucking... We've got in. we've got Brandon Moreno, Alessandre Pantoja up next. We're gonna watch this fight. We're gonna be back with you after it, uh, and we're gonna see who won and who uh, you know is yeah. the flyweight champion of the world. It'll <laughs> be right. a lot of fun. See, see you guys on. in uh, five to twenty-five minutes. All right, Taylor here. I'm back to give you guys some. Uh, broader reactions to the UFC 290 pay-per-view. I hope you enjoyed our fight-by-fight -fight reactions, even though they're a little late. Um, it was a lot of fun to sit there and watch that card. It was such a great, great card to watch. Um, something else I forgot to mention in the beginning of this episode. So we were, um, you know, we we were stationary in a house recording the the reactions just on a phone we didn't use a microphone anything like that we used my phone as a matter of fact and uh, i was on my phone recording that intro and recording this one so if you're wondering why it sounds different uh, it's because i'm recording on the phone i'm also in my car right now recording this so uh if you hear a little whatever in the background i didn't really hear much on the intro so apologies if there's anything um but yeah just kind of wanted to talk about UFC 290 a little bit more uh you know the the intro and the the fight reactions would be a little a little short of a podcast so really just wanted to kind of talk a little bit more about those fights um I've said it a million times already but it was just you know such a fun card I mean really from from top to bottom uh, it was just a lot of fun um I thought uh thought a lot of these guys you know in the prelims and the main card I mean pretty much everyone went out there and uh, put on a good show I mean we had a 17 second knockout second fight of the night you know Jesus Santos Aguilar um, you know knocked out Shannon Ross 17 seconds and then a little further up in the prelims uh, Denise Gomes knocked out Yasmin uh, Jaregui not 100% sure on the pr pronunciation there but but Gomes knocked her out in 20 seconds. You know, so we had some very quick knockouts. Uh, Robbie Lawler also finished Nico Price very, very quickly. Um, the Bo Nickel fight was quick. There was a lot of a lot of first round finishes. Cameron Simon uh, in the the early prelim card. TKO Terrence Mitchell. 
just uh just some I mean really great fights here. I don't even really know where to to jump in. Uh let me see. Maybe Alonzo Menafield and Jimmy Crute. I'm not really sure. I don't know. It's been a while <laughs> it's been a while. I don't I don't remember all the details about some of them earlier fights. Um I do actually before the Menafield Crute fight, I do remember being impressed with uh, Vitor Petrino fought March and Pragnow, uh last last of the early prelim fights, submitted him. Uh you know, late in the third round, I think, you know, had about a minute left there. Um great fight. Great fight. Very impressive too cuz Pragnow is a guy um you know, he's just he's 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 been inconsistent. He's been on and off in the UFC, but when he's on, he looks good. You know, he, you know, he beat uh, Cleo Roundtree, William Knight, guys like that. So, uh, you know, I feel like it's not. I, you know, I, I feel like he can compete in the UFC. He's just had a little bit of a rougher go at it than than some others, and I don't know that I really expected Petrino to be able to. You know, I I don't know if dominate is the right word, but Pragno just wasn't really able to get a whole lot going. Um, the entire fight, really, from what I remember. But, you know, if you can submit a guy like, like Pragnow, um, that's the first time Pragnow has been submitted in his entire professional career. So, you know, hats off to uh, to Petrino there. I remember Alonzo Menafield and Jimmy Crute having a really, really good fight, another fight that ended uh, by submission. Uh, I thought Menafield would win this one. Of course, it's a rematch. They they fought each other originally uh, in February of this this year in Perth, um, which was the Islam Volkanovski Rodriguez Emmett card. And uh, you know they fought. It, it was a draw. Menafield was adu- deducted a point in the third round for grabbing the cage. So there was just um, there's just a lot of you know. A lot of people wanted to see that one run back, I feel like, and uh, we got to see it, and oh man, hold on, there we go, lost my lost my place here on the phone, um, no, I, I expected Menafield to win this fight, you know, I thought, you know, without the fence grab, he would have won the first fight, but I, you know, he even looked more impressive on, um, on Saturday night, you know, getting, getting the submission win like he did, and I mean, Jimmy Crude is, you know, He's a he's a hell of a fighter. He's he's been on a bit of a you know a bit of a slide recently in his UFC career, but he's fought some high level guys. You know, he's fought Menafield these past two times, but before then, you know, he was fighting uh, Jamal Hill and Anthony Smith, guys like that. So um, that that was a that was a fun, exciting fight. Very great performance uh, from Menafield, really solidifying. You know that. Uh, that that rematch with Jimmy Crute um, talked about it already. After that was Gomez and Yasmin. Uh, you know the the twenty second knockout. Uh, I don't I don't know much about Gomes. I know so little about her. I don't even know if it's Gomes or Gomez. But I've I've been saying Gomes, so I'm gonna stick with it. I, I don't really know all that much about her, but she uh, she caught my eye when she knocked out uh, Yasmin in twenty seconds. So. You know, I mean, hats off, hats off to her. Um, and Yasmin is no, no slouch, either. She competed in a uh, Combate Global, had a, a tournament, uh, like a women's tournament, um, in 
2021 and she won the tournament and she fought she fought three different women the same day and um she 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 did not finish all of them i was about to say she finished all of them she finished two of them knocked two of them out uh won a decision for the other one but that's you know that's impressive i think so i you know her opponent was no slouch but she was able to get her out of there just really uh really quick uh, Tatsuro Tyra was the next fight after that. Real young guy, 23 years old, fighting out of, I don't know why I said old like that, old. Um, you know, he looked real, he continued to look real impressive. I know a lot of people are talking really highly, uh, about him, and he, he got the win, uh, last Saturday night over Ed, Edgar Chavez, and he has looked good, you know, throughout his, uh, his career. He's looked very good. Uh, two submission wins in the octagon so far out of four fights. Of course, he's won all four of those fights. He's never lost. He's 14-0. and 0. Um, You know, could be looking at, uh, at big things for the guy. They fought at a catchweight on Saturday. He usually fights at 135 pounds, I believe. Or he might have been the guy talking about moving up to 145. I'm not sure. Uh, let me see. Was he? I don't know that he was. I could have swore somebody from Saturday night was saying, oh, you know, it was fun to fight at this weight, but I think I'm going to move up for my future fights. Maybe somebody did, and it just wasn't uh, it wasn't Tatsuro. Um, but he looked very good. I mean, no no real complaints there. Pretty, pretty handily won that fight. Um, and, I mean, he's on the up and up, you know. I, I feel like with, with Figueredo, you know, or, um, I don't know why I brought up Figueredo there. He fights at Bantamweight. He's not moving up to Bantamweight light Figueredo, so my, my little analogy there was not going to work. I don't know where I got that from. Uh, no, but it was, it was a good win, and he has looked good in his other UFC, uh, appearances, so, you know, got to, uh, got to keep an eye out on old Tatsuro Tyra. Uh, after that, of course, you, you, you heard, uh, Alex and I talk about this fight, all the way up to the Duplessis Whitaker fight, but it was very, very nice to watch Robbie Lawler get a win in his last UFC fight. Um, you know, it just—I I thought he would win it. It just kind of felt like he—he he would because it's Robbie Lawler, you know. And you got to feel like a guy like Robbie Lawler wants to go out, you know, on a bang or with a bang rather, and he did. Thirty-eight second knockout, I believe it was, over Nico Price, and I mean. You know, there's nothing against Nico Price. You know, he's a very good martial artist in his own right. You know, very, very good, uh, very good mixed martial artist. But nobody was rooting for him that night, <laughs> except for his family, maybe. You know, everybody was rooting for Robbie Lawler. Everybody wanted to see, you know, a legend like him go out with a win. Because he, he's had a lot, you know, he's had a rough, you know, last few years. You know, he's been fighting high-level competition, but, you know, they... It just, you know, the, the the last couple years of his career, you know, there's been a lot of losses. He went on a four-fight skid. Um, but it was really nice to see him get a quick, quick first-round knockout. Very nice knockout, too, man, on Nico Price. Um, and, th and that's after getting uh, his fight with Rory McDonald. Uh, what I believe, it, it's it's one of the best MMA fights of all time. Uh, it it might be number one. It very well could be. There's, 
a handful or less of fights I think you could say are like the best of all time and I think that's one of them um, and I've even said before you know if someone was going to ask me you know and you hear this asked all the time if someone asked me what the first fights first MMA fights somebody should watch to get into the sport I mean can you really think of a better answer than than Lawler McDonald too I don't know. I, you know, there there are some other great, great fights out there, but I think that might be the one. It just kind of has everything that you're looking for in an MMA fight. I think there's just there's violence, there's blood, there's there's uh, there's a finish. You know, it's very competitive, very back and forth. McDonald's nose is just fucking busted. You know, it was brutal. It was a brutal, brutal fight. I knew when I was watching that fight while it was happening that it was that it was special, you know, that this was this was not just your ordinary <laughs> Robbie Lawler or Rory McDonald fight, that this was really really something special. Um and it was. And he's had a lot of great fights, man. You know, I mean people have been talking about him all week, uh, because he's retiring and everything, but you know, his uh you know, that fight with Rory was great. The fight that he had right after it um, against Carlos Condit, very controversial at the time. I, I'm a big Carlos Condit fan, so I, I was not really unbiased. Not that I didn't like Robbie Lawler, but Condit is maybe maybe my favorite 170-pound guy of all time. I just you know, I really like the way that he fights. and um, I, I remember watching that fight thinking that he had won it at the time. I don't know that I've gone back and watched it since then definitely not recently but it was a great fight regardless of how you feel about the decision very great fight I feel like you could say the same thing about uh, the fight where he won the title against Johnny Hendricks you know another another real close decision there um, you know him him knocking out Josh Koscheck, uh you know 10 years ago now damn that's crazy you know that was a great great finish his first fight with Rory was fun um his, his knockout of Melvin Manhoff is, is a classic you know go, go check that one out if you haven't seen it um you know a lot of his earlier career knockouts you know he has one over Frank Trigg and uh the flying knee against Joey Villasenor or Villasenor I don't know why I said Villa like I didn't live in San Antonio for a couple years um no man, but he's you know, you can't really say enough good things about about Robbie Lawler. You know, he's truly a legend of the sport, a Hall of Famer now, as he should be. Um you know, and he's one of the few guys that, you know, everyone wants to become champion in the UFC one day and Robbie Lawler did it. You know, he um I mean he's been fighting for titles for a long time. He fought uh he fought Jacare for the strike force championship you know however long ago that was and he's just been fighting at this high level for so so long and I mean really until the end of his career he was still fighting those incredibly high level guys I mean you know I mean he fought he fought Ben Askren when Ben Askren was in the UFC very controversial um finish there well I mean it is very clearly a referee mistake but you know uh Rafael dos Anjos Colby Covington Neil Magny, Tyron Woodley, uh, you know, he's just, he's, he's fought, you know, the, the, the cream of the crop at 170, basically his whole career, um, 
you know, it's just, you, you can't get it done against everyone, but the fact that he's been, you know, he's been fighting in MMA, he made his debut in 2001, 2001, you know, and he was still fighting high-level guys as of, you know, these past couple of years, so, um, you know, he, you know, if you're talking about a guy that definitely deserved to go out on top, you know, he might not have retired the champion or any, or, or anything like that, but, you know, to, to go into your last fight knowing it's your last fight, getting a 38-second knockout, I would say that that is pretty special. So, you know, hats off to Robbie Lawler. I, you know, he's uh, he's uh, he's already been training and, and coaching at his gym and everything like that. So, you know, maybe we'll see Robbie Lawler in more more fighters' corners or, or something like that. I think that would be really cool. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, the, the whole sport of MMA, all the fans will definitely miss, you know, what it what it felt like when Robbie Lawler was was on a card and when he started making his way to the ring and just that, you know, that tense feeling when you're watching him fight because you never know when he's going to pull that trigger and just put somebody's lights out, man. He's, um, you know, the, the bad motherfucker title is on the line later this month, I believe, January, or, uh, January, fucking July 28th, 29th, something like that. Um, and when you think about bad motherfuckers, he's not fighting for the title later this month, but Robbie Lawler is definitely a guy that com comes to mind. I mean, definitely one of the baddest motherfuckers to ever fight in the sport. Um, and just, uh, just really cool that I got to watch a large, large chunk of his career all the way, you know, I don't know when I first saw him fight, but you know, uh, it's been been a long time since then, and I've I've seen probably every Robbie Lawler fight since. So, yeah, it'll uh, it'll be interesting to see you know what uh, what's next for him, who who comes out of his gym, who he's in the corner for. I think that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. All right, might try to speed through the rest of these here because uh, it's getting hot. I'm st I'm in this car. I have the AC on, but like, uh, you know, I don't want it just. You know, I, I don't. I don't want it to pick up in the background of the audio any more than maybe it already is. So, might might try to speed this up a little bit. A little hot in here. Um. All right. So, Bo Nickel, Val Woodburn. I feel like we probably covered that one pretty good uh, with the you know uh, the live reaction afterwards. Um, not not really a surprising fight. You know, I, I think Bo Nickel went in there and. Uh, did exactly what everyone thought he was going to do. Well, he, he, he TKO'd him this time, so he didn't, he didn't take him down and submit him. You know, he got him got him down and TKO'd him. So 38-second knockout, just like the Robbie Lawler one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know what, uh, what more to say about the Bo Nickel fight. He went in there, did what he's been doing since he started this shit, and he looks, he looks tremendous, you know. He's legit. I was saying he was legit after... Um, I mean, he's been legit, but you know, after watching what he what he did to Jamie Pickett, I think I, I think it's only a matter of time before Bo Nickel becomes a serious problem at 185. And he said, I think he said earlier today that his uh, his dream is to fight Kamzat in Las Vegas for the 185 title. So, you know, is that impossible? I don't think so. I really don't. That would be a hell of a fight to see. I don't know that we should see it yet. I think maybe Bo Nichols should get a little more, a little more experience under his belt. But he's looking good so far. Um, let's see, Dan Hooker, Jalen Turner. 
I uh, don't remember what we said about this fight, but it was a close fight, split decision. Um, I, th I thought Dan Hooker would get this one, man. I, I, <laughs> I also said, for sure said that I wasn't sure about that fight. Like, that was the fight I was least confident about out of all the ones that I had predicted. Um, and I don't really know why. Dan Hooker looked good. It was a close fight. I did think that he had won uh, two rounds after that fight was over. I was not surprised to see that Dan Hooker won at all. Looked good. Um, you know, it's just, I feel like people look at those losses on Hooker's record. And they're like, ah, he's, he's lost a step. He's not as good. But he's been fighting some killers, you know. Those losses on his record are to Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, Islam, Maka Ma <laughs> Islam Makachev, and uh, Arnold Allen. I don't know why I fucked up his name so badly. I've been saying it a million times leading up to this pay-per-view, and now that you know, now that we're almost a week after the pay-per-view, I'm still fucking up, fucking up uh, Islam's name. I did, I did not. Um, I, I wasn't saying his name a whole lot leading up to this pay-per-view, but you know, just kind of this past year, uh, the pay-per-view with Volk, you know, everything. I mean, he's he's one of the biggest stars in the game right now. So I don't know why. I, stumbled over his name so badly there um he's been fighting killer competition you know uh so i don't I, you know i i think a lot of people looked at those losses on his record and just kind of doubted him um but uh no i thought he pretty clear it was it was a very good fight very competitive fight uh but no i i think dan hooker's just you know his experience he's he's you know, more accustomed to fighting high-level competition. He is a high-level guy, you know. He's he's just, you know, he's not the highest-level guy in that division at the moment. But he is still a very, very high-level 155-pound uh, mixed martial artist. So not, not that Jalen Turner isn't, but I just don't think Jalen Turner has fought the same level of competition that Dan Hooker has. So, you know, that's why... When we were talking about it on the previous episode, I, you know, I, I went with Dan Hooker, um, and uh, no, I mean he, he he got the job done, showing people that he you know he still deserves to be in the UFC. He's he's uh, you know, I mean hell, he finished uh, what is it, Claudio Poyas, in his last fight, nasty body kick. Yeah, Dan Hooker is not, he he's not done, you know. In fact, I think I think he could stick around for. For some time, you know, he's only 33 years old. I mean, he's got, he's got minimum a couple years left in him fighting, you know, UFC caliber talent. Um, you know, and he, he, he did enough to get the job done against Jalen Turner. You know, not, uh, you know, it, it close split decisions a little closer than you might like it, but uh, I, I did think that he won that fight, um, pretty convincingly. Maybe the most impressive performance of the night. Drykus Duplessis and Robert Whitaker. This is the last fight we talked about for the live reactions, I believe. So, um, you know, keep it light on this too. But, man, I didn't really give Duplessis any chance at beating Whitaker. But it was pretty apparent from the get-go that Duplessis was, was bigger, he was stronger. Whitaker was having trouble with his style. And Duplessis was able to get the job done, man. I mean, he did look like he looked like a light heavyweight in that in that octagon. You know, he looks significantly bigger than Robert Whitaker. And you know, I, I think I said it 
I think I've said it fucking two times now on this podcast over two different episodes, but, you know, Robert Whitaker only lost to Izzy in the last decade. And Duplessis comes in and, and finishes him in the second round like that. It's very impressive. And with the, you know, they had the stare off there after the fight with Izzy. So, I mean, it is, we, we knew it going into the fight, but it is, you know, just to, just to make it even more official. Uh, you know, it is going to be Adesanya and Duplessis fighting for the belt. I don't think I don't think they have a date or anything uh, like that on it yet. But you know, they'll they'll probably make that announcement sometime relatively soon, since it's you know obvious that's what they want to do. Um, you know, and it, I mean, it it might be better for the UFC too, because Izzy's already fought Whitaker two times at this point, beat him both times. Um, and Duplessis is a new guy. He's a South African fighter. You know, there's just, you know, I mean, they, they faced off against one another in the octagon there. They've, they've been talking a little trash back and forth, I suppose. So it uh, should be a pretty good one. The build-up to that one should be fun. And um, who knows, man? Duplessis looked big in that octagon. And he, he took care of Robert Whitaker pretty, pretty easy. I mean, easier than most people have... You know, easier than damn near everyone has ever taken care of Robert Whitaker, aside from maybe Adesanya in the first fight, I guess, you know. Um, But, man, no, I was... I didn't really give him a whole lot, uh, you know, before going into the fight. I I thought Whitaker was going to go in there, piece him up, show him that there are levels to the game, but uh, that just ain't what happened. You know, goes to show that you know, you, you can watch martial arts for over a decade, but, you know, you never know who's going to win a fight until the fight actually happens. Um, and that was the first fight. I, I predicted the last six fights, put my predictions up on Twitter. I think I maybe said, yeah, I definitely said them on the podcast too. That was the first one I got wrong. The second one I got wrong was Pantoja. Um, did not think he would, I, you know, I thought Brandon Moreno had, um, and, and he has, but in my head, I was like, Moreno's a much different fighter than he was when they fought the second time or when they fought on the Ultimate Fighter. You know, it's been quite a few years since then. Moreno's definitely a better fighter. You know, he's going to, you know, he's had those four wars with Figueredo. He's going to go in there and put in the work and show people that he's going to be a consistent champion for a few years. And that really, that just ain't what happened. It was a competitive fight. It was a close fight. Um, I think there are some people that believe Moreno won. I don't know how, I don't remember how the internet was reacting after that fight. And I don't know how controversial the decision is. I don't think it was nearly as controversial as, you know, I I mean, obviously other decisions that we've seen, but I don't remember seeing that many people saying it was a robbery. I did see some people saying, you know, I thought Moreno won, but I can see how Pantoja got it. I did see a fair amount of that. I didn't see a whole lot of people saying that it was an all-out robbery, um, and I don't think it was. It definitely wasn't. I, you know, it was a very, very close, competitive fight, and I think, you know, I, I think Pantoja won three rounds. I do. I was surprised. I really thought Moreno was going to put him on him and just kind of, kind of show him like, yeah, you know, I'm not that guy you beat up six years ago or whatever it was or, or five years. I have no, I can't remember, but. No, it's just not what happened, man. Not what happened. And uh, Brazil gets him a 
gets him a Brazilian champion again. They had to do without one for a little bit because Amanda Nunes retired, but because of Pantoja, uh, they got him. They you know they got him another another champion again. They didn't have to go too long without one. Um, so hats off to him, man. I think he's cool. He's a very interesting fighter to watch. Uh, really always has been throughout his career. He's looked very good in the UFC. I mean, you know, he, he lost to Figueredo a couple years back, and he dropped a fight to Askar Askarov, who's, you know, great. Um, where did he go, by the way, Askarov? Because, like, he, you know, I'll, I'll play the UFC 4 game every now and then. He's on the game, and I remember his UFC run. You know, but where did he go? Because he was just in the UFC and then he was out. Let me see, where did he go? Askar Askarov. Da, 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 da. Oh, he's in he's in ACA, the um, the uh, oh, I got distracted. The Russian company, uh, the Russian promotion, the ACA. Uh, doesn't look like he's fought there yet, though. Does he have anything lined up, or is it? It was announced he signed with them in January of this year, but no, nothing else, I do not believe. Um, yeah, because, I mean, Askarov was, you know, he was, what happened? Oh, he, in October of last year, he, he was granted a release to deal with his health issues. He was going to fight Brandon Roy Vall October 2022. But the fight was canceled the day before due to weight management issues. I think I vaguely remember that. I don't... Yeah, man. I, I don't know. I didn't remember hearing that he left the UFC. He was putting together a crazy resume. You know? Made his UFC debut against Brandon Moreno. Fought him to a draw. And beat Tim Elliott. Beat Pantoja. You know, so the two most recent uh, flyweight champions, he's beaten them. He also beat Joseph Benavidez, and he fought Kai Kara France. He lost, but, you know, just another high-level guy that he fought. And now he's an ACA. That, you know, he was he was 14-0 and and won before the, uh, or after the Benavidez fight, rather, before the Kai Kara France fight. Just a real high-level guy. I didn't know he was an ACA now. But Pantoja himself has put on a, you know, a very impressive record in his own right. I mean... You know, you know, he's got the win over Moreno. I wonder if they'll fight again immediately. Because this is the third time they've fought, but it's only the second time they've fought professionally. So, professionally, they're one and one. I wonder if they'll do, like, an immediate third rematch or... I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, but, yeah, Pantoja's got, you know, submitted Alex Perez last year. Got a submission over Roy Vall. He's got a win over Cop. Uh, got a win. Yeah, Matt Schnell knocked out Matt Schnell. Wilson Hayes. Uh, oh, he, yeah, that's right. He beat Brandon Moreno back in 2018, too. That's right. Interesting. Interesting. Did drop his third fight to D Dustin Ortiz, but then he went and beat Moreno. So, uh, you know, I think, he, I think he made up for it. But, yeah, no, he's got a very good record just in his own right. And, um... I mean, he's he's very capable on the feet, on the ground, as we saw uh, in the fight with Moreno. You know, he's been training at American Top Team for the past, like, five years or so. 
And I think it's, you know, I think it's worked out pretty well for him considering he's the champ and he's strung together this impressive record that he's got. Um, it'll just, it'll be interesting to see if they book that again or they want to put somebody else against Pantoja. I don't know who you would put up against him, but it'd, it'd be interesting to see what they're thinking uh, with regard to that. And then we had the main event of the night, the interim champion Yair Rodriguez. TKO'd in the third round by Alexander Volkanovsky, the champion and the greatest 145-pound fighter ever. There are some people that don't believe that yet. Wild. Ilya Topuria earlier today called himself the greatest 145-pound fighter ever. Um, and I like the confidence, but, you know, slow your roll. Speaking of face-offs, you know, Volkanovsky and Topuria had a face-off after their fight, too, so... You know, I'm, we've been saying that's the fight to make. Uh, I I think it is. You know, I mean, it's got to be Volk and Islam or or Volk and Topuria. I kind of don't mind. I would not mind either. But, you know, if Volkanovsky, like, beat Topuria and then he went up to 155, you know, beat Islam, shit, maybe beat Islam again, you know, do a third, do a rubber match. Maybe beat some other guys at 155 or fight. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I, you know, this is assuming he wins all those fights, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, Volkanovsky's working his way up, you know, the top, top 10 list. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he's making a claim for why he's not just like, you know, one of the top 20 greatest fighters ever. I mean, he's really, he's really going to cement himself like in that top five. I think maybe before his career is over. Um, I do kind of think, well, I don't know that it's necessary. It would be really helpful to get another title if he wanted to do that, just, you know, just for his legacy. Because after, because, I mean, after he fights Topuria, who does he fight at 145 that he hasn't already beat up? You know, where does he go? I don't know. So I think, you know, I, I think him moving up and, uh, fighting Islam makes makes a whole lot of sense. Um, <laughs> I mean, Aljamain Sterling is pretty insistent on wanting to move up to 145 after fighting Sean O'Malley. So, you know, I think Volkanovski would crush him, absolutely destroy him. But maybe it's not impossible we see that Volkanovski, Aljamain Sterling fight. You know, maybe those are the three to do. Topuria, Sterling, and then Islam. Maybe that's the maybe that's the route they should go. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, Volkanovski did Volkanovski shit uh, this past Saturday. I mean, you know, got got the job done late in the third round. It looked good. I mean, took just that that like final sequence of events there where he you know he he took Rodriguez down looked perfect. And then just started wailing on him, you know. I mean, that was like that was classic Volkanovski stuff right there. Just beat him up on the feet, soften him up, take him down, and then beat the shit out of him on the ground too. You know. Um, yeah, I mean, it just you know it. I mean, it just, it never really looked Volkan or not Volkanovski. Uh, Rodriguez was never really able to get enough going to kind of make you believe that he was going to take control of the fight at some point. I mean, it kind of, 
kind of always felt like, you know, when is when is Volkanovski going to step on the gas a little bit and, and put him out? And, you know, the answer to that question was the end of the third round because that's what he did. Um, you know, he just continues to defy odds, fight after fight after fight, you know, and I'm always going to watch an Alexander Volkanovsky fight no matter who he's fighting, um, and I can't wait to see who they put him up against next. I really can't. I think, I mean, those three guys that I mentioned earlier, I think are just, you know, just great for it. So uh, let me actually, before I get off here, I am parched from just talking nonstop, and it is still hot in this car. I feel like there's been some decent UFC news here recently, and I kind of just want to, I kind of just want to, um, go back and look at some of this news we've had over the past week. Um, it looks like rankings, the updated rankings just dropped 30 minutes ago. So let's see, let's see how those rankings are doing real quick. Just see if there's anything big. Um, Pantoja moves into the pound for pound rankings at number nine behind Usman and above Prohazka. Um, Brandon Moreno dropped down six spots. He's number 15. Volkanovski moved up to the number one spot. I, yeah, yeah, John Jones was at it before, I guess. Uh, but he has moved up to that number one spot. Um, let's see. What are, where are the rankings I should be looking at? Max Holloway moved up to the number one spot at featherweight. Rodriguez moved down to the number two spot. Uh, Dan Hooker has moved up two spots to number 10. Jalen Turner now number 12. Um, see what else we've got here. Let's see, Strickland has moved up a spot to six. Duplessis has moved all the way up to the number one spot. So everyone else in that top five or so got bumped down. Let's see, anyone else we want to want to mention here? I don't know if I'm missing anybody or not. Anybody big? Alonzo Menafield entering the light heavyweight rankings at number 14 behind Khalil Roundtree and ahead of Dustin Jacoby. Um, I didn't see any other big big changes, not really. Did I look at Bantamweight? Nothing there. Um, no, that looks like that's about it for the rankings. There were some other fights, though. They announced John Jones and Stipe Miocic. Going to be fighting at Mad Madison Square Garden, November 11th. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, early prediction, I think John Jones beats him. Stipe's, you know, he's way older now. He hasn't fought in such a long time. I think John Jones is still, you know, not that he fights super frequently, but, I mean, he was able to crumple Cyril Gunn in like 30 seconds despite having a few years off. So, And I, and I just I don't really see any reason to believe that he's not going to defeat Stipe Miocic become, you know, I mean, people are already calling him the greatest of all time. I've, I have a hard time doing that because of the positive drug test, you know, but if he beats Stipe Miocic, you know, because Stipe is the greatest UFC heavyweight ever. And if Jones beats him, you know, it just, it does add to Jones' resume, his legacy, whether you like him or not. Another just, you know, big name to put on there. Um, we had Chito Vera is going to be fighting Pedro Munoz now. Uh, he was going to be fighting Cejudo. 
but uh, now he will be fighting Pedro Munoz at uh, let's see August 19th at TD Garden sure oh that's the yeah that's the that's the Celtics arena okay I don't know why that name confused me um, no that'll be cool doesn't say it's UFC 292. I don't know who else is on that card offhand. Um, pro- I mean, it's probably it's not headlining the pay-per-view, I would assume, but maybe a co-main event, maybe maybe one more down the, you know, down the list. Um, let's see. Connor's team is getting their ass beat on the Ultimate Fighter. I've not been watching, but I think he's 0-7 now as a coach on this season. Not good. Uh, what else am I looking for? I thought there was something else, man. I really did. I thought, oh, well, this this is not it. But uh, another thing I read is that maybe this is a rumor, I guess. Sources say that Ronda Rousey might be interested in fighting again at 145, because you know she started her professional career at 145, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know if her, this is just something I read like right before I started recording this. So, I mean, I don't know if she's looking at coming back to the UFC or going somewhere else or what, but that's just something I've seen uh, make the rounds here on here on Twitter recently. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, just, I cannot remember what the big piece of UFC news I had was. Maybe it never existed. Uh, it wasn't real, like that guy on that plane. What can you do? <laughs> Um, the performance bonuses from UFC 290, Moreno and Pantoja, not surprising. There were a lot of great fights that night, but that, that was a very good, good fight. Don't hate that. Uh, and then the performance of the night bonuses went to Dreykus Duplessis and, uh, Denise Gomez. I'm pretty sure they spelled her name wrong in this graphic on the UFC Twitter. It says Dennis Gomez. I'm pretty sure her name is Denise Gomez. What can you do? You know, even... Look, it's it's hard, man. It's hard to create graphics. I use Canva, you know. Not that that prevents me from making mistakes, or my graphics definitely don't look as good as theirs. But I'm pretty sure I've spelled most of the things I've put on a bonfire briefing podcast graphic, you know, accurately. Maybe I don't know. I wouldn't want to be tested on that claim. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up here because. Uh, like I said, getting a little hot. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was just a lot of fun. It was a great card. Um, it kills me that I don't have the two recordings for the two championship fights, our live reactions after that. But uh, because Alex and I live in the same, uh, we, we live in close vicinity to one another, um, it'll be easy to do stuff like that maybe more frequently. So, you know, we, we might try to do another episode like that. We might try doing some some different kinds of episodes, but, um, no, definitely expect a better, better podcast listening experience from the Bonfire Briefing podcast after this episode. Going to be more consistent. Going to be back to recording on a microphone instead of a phone. Um, going to have two guests, Tommy Brown III and a presidential candidate, uh, on within the next couple, oh man, my voice, <clears throat> throat's a little dry. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, no. No pause in the recording. It's too late. We're rolling. Um, Yeah. Uh, 
two great guests that are going to be coming on in the next couple of weeks. Um, anything else? I'm going to start. Going to be uploading on Tuesdays regularly after this episode. Switching to Tuesday. And I think that's it. Uh, thank you guys for hanging in there. It's been a little bit of a chaotic episode, I understand, but, um, you know, appreciate you toughing it out and listening, and uh, catch next week's episode. Anywhere podcasts are available, follow me on Twitter, at Bonfire Brief Pod, and I'll see you guys next time.